exalt his name, magnify him. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. We are the, prof the product of his bountiful sacrifice. Give him praise, worship his name. Lord, we thank you today. We give you glory. We give you glory this day. It is written that through knowledge the righteous shall be delivered. Grant unto us accurate knowledge that will empower us in the earth to represent you accurately. Lord, we give you praise. We give you glory. We magnify you because you are God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, we pray. Can you put your hands together for Jesus? Put those hands. Hallelujah. Before you take your seat, I'd like you to thank God for your life. Just in a moment, just thank God for your life. Just give Him glory for your life. Thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we'll pray. You may be seated. God bless you. Uh, we are going to be doing so much in Scripture because the terrain that we intend to tread is a terrain that so much light has not been casted on in the body of Christ and as such um, the administration of this truth has not been too accurate. Meanwhile, it is one of the tokens by which Jesus said Christians will be identified. And so we are looking at the deliverance ministry of jesus now we started the this topic uh, previously and it will be needful for each and every one of us that is here that was not part of that study to reach out for the material so that you can understand the foundation upon which we intend to take our journey we saw from the first part of this study that deliverance deliverance is something that is only associated with the new testament there's no account of deliverance in the old testament it's unique we also saw that deliverance is a singular act that reveals the supremacy of light over darkness and because of that the devil doesn't want it to be on display because anytime demons are casted out, the supremacy of light over darkness is revealed instantly. Hallelujah. We saw that Jesus never sent anybody to do the work of evangelism that had not yet been equipped with the ability to drive out devils. That every form of evangelism that is done, especially beyond interpersonal evangelism are you with me now 
every form of territorial evangelism that is done that is not accompanied with the manifestation of driving out demons was not the pattern that Jesus gave us. And we saw biblical examples of that. That anytime people are being won to the Lord without also a manifest. Now, as we go on, I believe that secret issues in your life, your family, secret issues in the lives of people that are loved ones to you, God will give us insight as to how to tackle them. Now, you see, scriptures make us to understand that this is one of the ways by which a genuine Christian is identified. He has the capacity and the ability to drive out demons. Maybe you are from a church that doesn't believe that demons exist. It means you have built your civilization outside of biblical truth. And it will be needful for you to repent this evening and to embrace the perspective of scripture in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Now, so we saw that before Jesus dispatches an evangelist to a city to win souls to his kingdom, he, he doesn't send such an evangelist without first giving him the ability to drive out demons. Hallelujah. We began to try to understand the personality of demons because we saw that demons are persons without bodies. They sustain intelligence, they sustain wills, they sustain wisdom. Hallelujah. Everything you find in a personality you call a person is also true with a demon. But we were able to go further and I said that there are seven things I found out in scripture about demons. And we started but we were not able to finish. We will continue from that point today. The Lord will help us in Jesus' mighty name. Now I would like you to plead the blood on your heart. We are going far. Just plead the blood on your heart this day. Yokes. Listen to me. Listen to me. Yokes we break today. This statement I made now is not dependent on your, your amen. I'm just telling you what will happen. That here, today, yokes will break in the name of Jesus Christ. We established in our last study, can you give me small bars? We established in our last study that Christians cannot be possessed, but Christians can be demonized. And we saw that the Greek word for demonize is diamond inzomai. Now, there, there can be an area of your life that is under the influence of demons. And you, by an act of your will being exercised, cannot gain dominion of that area because of the influence of demons. Now, you don't understand a city until you understand the kind of demons that operate and what gives them the authority to operate the way they do. If you are going to understand how to change things in the spirit realm, first of all, you must know how the spirit realm is. We established the last time that the spirit realm is legalistic. It's like the court of law. Things don't just happen until there's a reason for it to happen. Hallelujah. And that's why we must understand also that 
the central the central law in the spirit realm is god and his words and his principles somebody say god, god. his word and his principles these are the things that shape the terrain of the spirit realm in fact okay let's not go too fast let's go step by step because you might say okay i prayed for somebody he was not healed i i prayed for this person was not delivered as far as i'm concerned there is possibility to attain 100 percent deliverance the bible revealed that when jesus prayed for the multitude all of them were healed so there's also a possibility to attain what 100 percent healing in a city 100% healing in the meeting. 100% healing in the life of a believer that God sends you to minister to. We need people not just to minister to people on the crusade ground. We need people to minister to people in the bank. In police stations. And that's why Jesus said, one of the signs by which his people will be identified is that they have the ability to drive out demons. Amen. Demons operate in different places. There are some spirits, demonic spirits that operate in the heavenlies. Those ones are so intelligent. Those ones, <laughs> they try to influence the way we think. Alright? You may not understand. Let me try to explain. They try to influence what? The way we think. They are the ones that determine trends. When you see a wave of fashion just raining, it's happening overhead. Suddenly, football becomes a religion. And you wonder how it was born. It is because there's an intelligent spirit operating in the heavens and bringing a particular dimension of lust advertising a particular dimension of lust and because they know the way human beings think most of the time human beings are like uh, uh, pawns on their chessboard so when you begin to see trends find expression trends that are not particularly stirred up in the direction of the kingdom it might look innocent it's needful for you to stand back first and look at it critically because intelligent spirits are responsible hallelujah if you are such a christian that you are trying to keep up with fashion this is what is raining now low waste is what is raining low waste have you seen low waste guys in that your school low waste gradually the signs of the homosexual are becoming a normal part of the dress code hallelujah those days in occultic temples there was a particular type of dressing that existed in those temples because they had temple prostitutes and when people came to worship in fact worship in that context is not achieved until there's immorality so there's a way the the temple prostitutes dress 
so that it is easy for the spirit to the spirits that operate in that place to entice people to desire immorality i, I know i'm all by myself right now you see <laughs> so somebody innocently comes there as a tourist he comes with his camera and he begins he wants to take pictures of the temple and how worship is done only for him to enter the temple with his camera and just discover that he stays there for two days now his intention was not to stay in that temple for two he came to do what to take pictures but there were some spirits there that influenced his thoughts took advantage of his lust and made him a, their captive it's happening overhead and if you don't understand as a christian you might find yourself speaking in tongues but you are still a slave to those symptoms that find expression in the territory are you still with me now and then a generation now comes that the way those temple prostitutes dress that's the fashion that now begins to blow across then you say all right this is the trend that is happening in uni Greek in bsu in so let's flow no we are led by the spirit that's what makes us different do you understand what i'm talking about we are led by the spirit that is why it is evident that we are sons of god that is why it is evident in society that we are projections of god we are not freaks of trends and fashion we are led by what by the spirit during our study we started with this scripture i would like us to start with it second timothy chapter 2 verse 3 i'd like you to welcome somebody close to to you because God will be doing great things in our midst this weekend. Hallelujah. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemous, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truth breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. From such, turn away. For of this sort are there which creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sins led away with diverse lusts, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Before I read the next verse, please take note of verse 1, which is the context. Verse 1 reveals the context. We say these things that we are talking about here are going to be manifest in the last days. 
Okay, so this this is this is the trend that the Bible foretells that in the last days you will find. Now, verse eight. For now, as Janice and Jambres withstood Moses, so do these also resist the truth. That's my emphasis, and that's where we are coming from. Now, if you remember the context, the scriptures is making us understand that the things that we see there are associated with the last days. That means if we begin to see those things, find expression in society, it's an indication of the fact that the spirit of the last days is already at work. Are you with me now? Now, this verse 8, I would like us to interpret it in connection to the context of that scripture. Because verse 8 says that as Janice and Jabris withstood Moses, that is how the truth will be withstood in the last days. Alright? Now, you see, that is, is a similar, because the Bible says as Janice and Jabris. It means that if we find out how Janice and Jabris withstood Moses, we'll find out how the truth will be withstood in the last days. And Janice and Jabris withstood Moses in the supernatural. Now, they did not just bring Cain and riot. It was what? Supernatural. That means in the end time, the conflict between good and evil will be taken into the realm of the supernatural. If you forget this, it means the devil has deceived you. The Bible wants to make us understand that it is not wise for you to be casual with your Christian life if it is in the last days. Because in the last days, the devil will take the battle where? Oh, you are not with me. <laughs> Hallelujah. I gave an example the other time. I'm taking my time. There is work to be done today. And we need to establish some understanding. Election forms were on sale. Alright? Election, nomination forms were on sale. So somebody came and bought the form. He thought that in order for him to succeed or to eventually become an elected personality, that it was all about getting a form. Are you with me? He did not understand that that terrain had been taken into the supernatural. The people that come to take forms have already gone into the realm. Either through satanic means. And they have made covenants with darkness. That if the devil can enthrone them. They will use the influence of political power. To shape the lives of men. In the light of the desire of darkness. They had already gone to contact something. Before they came to what? Get the phone. But this man, he's a pastor. He thought that politics is about buying form. But unknown to him, it has already been taken where? 
Now, the implication of that is this. We have a few politicians here. They can tell you better. Amen? Suddenly, when you declare that you are going to contest, that is when you will have accident and your leg is broken. Why? Because you were the only one that did not understand the terrain, the plane in which the battle had been taken. So you were trying to get the good conscience of the masses to understand the power of your manifesto and his promise to bring about change to the land. Hallelujah. Somebody doesn't need to know as much English as you are using. He has just taken the... It's transmitting from the spirit realm. And at any point in time that he considers you a threat to his ambition, the canon of the supernatural is shifted in your direction. Do you understand it? Now, so the Bible is saying that Janice and Jabris, they withstood Moses from where? From the supernatural. He said that is the same way the truth is going to be withstood in the last days. Now, so if you are a believer in Jesus Christ and you think that it is convenient to be casual in this day and time, you have missed it. I need to tell you something, maybe because of the grace of God that he has made available to me, a priest all over this country. And I found out that the level of oppression in this season against Christians is too much. I believe somebody is making a mistake. Somebody thinks that maybe the knowledge of the fact that this thing has gone into the supernatural has not down on the average believer. And so he operates casually and expects things to happen. He operates casually and expects changes to take place. But you see, if we are battling, if we are fighting, and I take the fight to the supernatural realm. You are disadvantaged. And if you don't do anything about it as a Christian, even though you have the potential of a superior argument in the realm of the spirit, if you don't take your own stand too supernaturally and you try to reason it out, I tell you the effect of your being disadvantaged in that context, because of your inability to switch into the realm, will be revealed through the oppression that will find expression in your life. There is no better time for us to emphasize the deliverance ministry of Jesus, how Jesus taught us to drive out devils, how Jesus taught us to live beyond the spiritual climate forecasted over the territory by darkness, how Jesus and his apostles demonstrated the supremacy of light over darkness. We cannot avoid those examples in this season and expect to accurately represent the perspective of God. If you are still with me, say amen. amen. We saw a few things about demons the other time. We said demons are persons without bodies we said that demons have two a two-fold agenda 
first is to keep you from making a decision about Christ. And secondly is to influence you from not serving him effectively. We had scriptures for our claims. We proceeded from that point and also established why demons like possessing people. And we established that demons like possessing people because of the potential that God has endowed man with. And when he possesses a man, he has access to manifold expression. Oh, you are not with me. All right. I use an example. I give an example. I said if you have B2, Volkswagen B2, and somebody has Toyota Avalon 2012. Okay? It is still a human being that is driving the B2. In Avalon, it's still a human being driving it. But you see, you might want to run. You might want to take, be faster. And you want to go 160 kilometers per hour with B2. That's your desire. But you might discover, maybe when you get to the roundabout, the B2 will just switch off. Not because you commanded it to switch off. But the B2 has its own will too. <laughs> and it forsook you that was controlling it. And it manifested something that was not consistent with your intention. Are you with me? But the guy in the Avalon, in fact, even the seat, to have adjust the seat, the rest, is electrical. So if, he, if he's driving and he feels that his back is being strained, he just touches it. The electrical thing just... So he, as he's thinking it, the, the system is built to translate his intentions. There's efficiency and ef effectiveness just like hand and glove. You get it? That's expression. When a demon possesses a cat, it has some level of expression. But you see, because of the endowment that man placed, God placed in man, and I, I did, please get that tape. I'm just trying to bring us so that we can understand a few things as we progress. The level of endowment that God placed in man is so enormous. I heard that Einstein was the person that he used so far is a human being so far that has used his brain up to 10% during his lifetime. Albert Einstein. They say he solved mathematical sums with the ease with which he breathes. Albert Einstein. Him and his colleagues, Aristosthenes, they calculated the circumference of the earth, but they were inside the earth. <laughs> when they tested his brain, they say he used about 10% of the capacity of his brain. Now, so what is the 90% meant for? If we use that one as a yardstick, there are people who don't get to use up to 20% of their brain for natural things. Don't you think the rest of the capacity is for spiritual things? Things that you cannot reason, 
things that you cannot see to relate with them and to handle them and walk in them as though they were natural and only the holy spirit can administer that dimension to its full capacity that's why when the man embraces the holy spirit and goes on honeymoon with the holy ghost he comes back and normal men have to put him in a different class because his life upgrades beyond the plane of the natural demons too understand that if they possess human beings they have more what expression and so there is this battle for man god needs a man to administer his purposes in the earth the devil needs a man also because god will have more expression with men the devil will have what more expression with with men have you i don't know i don't know have you been on the field of mission recently lately and then you now find a girl of five years that works for the devil and when she begins to confess the things she has done you will wonder because you are looking at that person from the standpoint of your own 10 percent Meanwhile, the demon has started exploring 75%, 68%, and making the person much more than what you think you are seeing. And one little girl of eight years old lending her faculties to darkness can become an object of terror to a community. Just one. The Bible said that by one prophet, God brought a nation out of captivity. Just to show you the capacity of one. If you are still with me, say amen. amen. So the devil likes to possess men because if he does that, he will have more expression. See, apart from possessing men, there are some demons that stay in places. We'll go into details. Some demons stay in places. There's something strategic about in order for a demon to stay in a place, there's something that is a platform upon which he stood. Alright? There must be a legal situation that gives it the ground to operate in that locality. Because the only legal beings that are given the right of way to function in the earth are beings that have a body of earth if you don't have a body of earth you are Ill illegal in this realm are you still with me now see from that description even god too is illegal in this realm i know you are you look at that and say kai pastor you don't I, this is a, a scripture i can't open all the scriptures but psalms 116 verse 15 says the heavens even the heavens are the lord's but the earth has it given unto the sons of men god is not one that violates the authority of his decrees if god ever speaks his words become law and he himself becomes subject to it the day that proclamation was made it means that this is man's jurisdiction and if god will have to come here man will have to permit him and that's why prayer is an essential part of the christian life because prayer is earthly permission for heavenly interference anytime prayer is not the presence of god invading the region will be not are you still with me 
now are you prayerful is there prayer in your life because that's the extent to which you are going to find god's activity he won't come because it's not his terrain but you are not with me he won't come the amount of god the, the density the weight of god's glory that you experience that you see around your life is dependent on the invitation you extend to god The weight of the glory of God that we see in the territory is dependent on the level of intercession that is burning into the heavens, perforating the atmosphere, calling God, calling God, calling God, surrendering to his will, and then suddenly he says, okay, I've been longing to come myself. So it becomes, he has received the permission to come. That's why he comes. So a demon spirit doesn't have a body. And because of that, he's illegal. Just like we pray and our prayers bring God. That's a possibility in the realm of the spirit. Offering incense. In the Old Testament, it was depicted as incense. Incense. Have you ever... When you ask, That's why I like goat. Like goat more than ram. Because there's a smell... That goat, goat meat gives. I know you are there. You understand me. <laughs> I, I, I like sometimes if I've not perceived that smell for long, I say, Shala, come, let's let's go to North Bank. It's been long since this smell. Now, you know. <laughs> Maybe I learned that from God. He likes smells. God likes smells. He wants to perceive things. Hallelujah. Because when you begin to pray, now the Old Testament gave us a graphic picture of how prayer sends the prayers, the substance of prayer. What for? Prayer doesn't get to heaven in words. God doesn't speak language. Prayer ascends to heaven in smells, in odors. Because God is spirit. That's why your heart is the real altar. That's where spirit odors. And what? So the Old Testament gave us a graphic picture of how it looks like in the realm of reality. When incense is born before God. And as a priest, you must know how to take incense to God. You must know the... The, 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 the spirit dimension that you represent in the natural and how to bring that dimension into this dimension so there are people that haven't understood that except we make a pathway for God it doesn't come down they say okay our own work now will be that we'll be praying and praying and praying and praying until God comes down that was the assignment of the priest in Israel the priest was a spirit the priesthood was a spiritual community that were given to offering incense continually and deliberately to keep god on ground walking in israel like an armed man the moment that one goes out of place darkness will enter because just like we have priests of god we also have priests of darkness that understand demonic intercession 
Amen. Now, let me tell you something. When you go and you begin, maybe you go somewhere, you see armed robbery, murder, adultery, sexual perversion, all those kind of stuff in a place, just understand that there's a priest doing something. That Those are the visible activities of demons in that territory. And there's somebody that brought that that influence on that land. It, it doesn't just happen. When you see miracles taking place, signs, wonders, things happening, people giving their life to Christ, it did not just happen. That intervention took place because some priests did what? Something deliberate to bring a particular species of spirits into this realm. Do you understand that? Now, so, in order for demons to operate consistently in a territory, a, a spot, like Akwanga Road, you know, there used to be accident, accident. Now, when you find a place like that, there are accidents, accidents, don't go too far. Somebody went there and did something. And that's why it is so. In order for you to stop that thing, you must first of all, okay, we'll find out how to stop it. So we have demons in people. We have demons in territories. I, I need to tell you something. Based on my, the office I operate from, God gives people in the apostolic office the grace to be able to design an environment. I'm not saying that somebody else cannot design the environment. A prophet cannot design the environment. An evangelist, no. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that if you share in the apostolic office, it is part of it. It's a complement of the office. Just like if you share in the apostolic office, encounters with Jesus is part of the office. Are you still with me? Now, so it's a compliment. Not that you are a spiritual person. It's just, it's what? A compliment. It's part and parcel of the office of the apostle to have the ability to discern the spiritual climate of a particular terrain. In fact, I believe that Taraba is worse than Abia. For that place to be like that, It means that there are strong satanic intercessors in the territory that have opened the windows to darkness. And then you begin to see the manifestation of the power of darkness on display. In fact, when I went to minister in Taraba, the pastor slept one day and woke up and the spinal cord was disoriented. And you don't understand what I'm talking about. Somebody slept. Before she woke up, the spinal cord, they have dislocated it. They had to fly her to Israel to sew her spinal cord together. Those kind of things happen in regions that the satanic intercessors are the ones that have the upper hand in the territory. If the satanic intercessors have the upper hand in the territory, and they are offering sacrifices to their shrine, communicating with their spirits, opening doors, sacrificing tea at the tea junction, at the roundabout, going to pour blood on all the altars in the place so that all the satellites, demonic satellites are operational. Then 
demonic signs and wonders will happen in the place. All kinds of strange deaths that you can... Oh, is that not a wonder? Somebody is just in the farm. They say, hey, hey, hey! That's a wonder. <laughs> That's a wonder. Because even the doctors cannot explain it, so it's not natural. It's a wonder. I know some of us are here... And in your church, you don't believe that demons exist. That's what they taught you from catechism. I know even you, you don't believe it. <laughs> because you don't need a dictionary to explain an attack. Mm. <laughs> you don't need a dictionary to explain a demonic attack. It's, you know. Even you, you don't believe it. And it's very pathetic for you to stand against the truth that the Bible has revealed to us. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. Amen. So, please remember, Christians can be demonized. Christians cannot be possessed. I will show you the symptoms here so that you can check yourself first. You know, the doctor, there's something that they call signs and symptoms. That if there's something flowing in your bloodstream, it, it helps you, it manifests some symptoms. It is through the symptoms that are projected that the doctor can make a prescription. You have running stomach, the possibility of salmonella paratyphy is there. But we need to establish some other things in order for us to conclude that it's salmonella. Maybe a lab test will help us with our judgment. There are always signs and symptoms. Sickness does not exist without displaying, lending us the ability to identify it. If we cannot identify it through the symptoms directly, we use the advantage of a laboratory test because the blood we have on display in it, that which is causing the infirmity. It's also needful for us to understand that when demons operate, they also release what? Signs and what? And symptoms. Why? Because demons are persons without bodies. And when they manifest, their manifestation can be captured by doing words. Somebody said doing words. Hey, I hope I'm not confusing you. I hope it's clear. Because I've decided not to preach. I'm trying to bring the English down. People say the English is much. So, I'm coming down. No more English again. But if the anointing moves and the English flow, that one we can't, we can't do anything about. Hallelujah. Now, we're going to use some doing words. A verb is a doing word and an action word. Why are we using, why are they in form of verbs? Because those are symptoms. Their manifestation of activities. Do you get it? So we can identify those activities that have their source in demonic in, in the presence of demons. If we identify them, then through that you can now see what demons do in people. Before we move to what demons do in territories, before we move to what demons do in families. Do you get that? You just see somebody in your family 
the person has wandered away and since then the person has not come back if that happened to your family let me see your hand the person just took off they don't know where the person is till now now there are many things god will do this weekend i know most of you did not you are not even ready for it but he has promised now so i want first of all for you to be able to identify the activities of demons if by any means it is present in your own life because a christian can be demonized hallelujah then we will now come to how demons operate in territories what is a proof what are the indicators to the barometer that will show us the level of demonic activity in a particular city in onicha in aba in Umahia, in Enugu, in Ogoja. We must have a barometer to measure it because you must, before I. Ah, we can't, no time. I've just seen that we are out of time. The Lord give you understanding in Jesus' mighty name. If you are still here, say Amen. So we'll see the barometer to measure the presence of demonic operation in cities so that we understand our responsibility, how to dispatch the magnitude of responsibility that we have in the territories that we dwell. Because Jesus said, one of the signs by which his people will be identified anywhere they are seen is that they have the ability to what? cast out demons and he did not specify that it's just demons in people it can be demons in places too it can be demons operating through families hallelujah somebody just rises up in a family takes a, his bag so the second bond becomes the first bond that the people grow up to see hallelujah Strange things will happen this weekend. Amen. And some people that left home, they will come back. Amen. They will come back. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Alright, let's begin our journey. First of all, we saw that demons entice. We have seen this. We saw, what's number two? You didn't come with your notes. What's number two? I hope you have a place where you keep the note. Demons do what? Harass. Number three. Demons torment. You know what torment is? It is it's like a twisting, torturing, and crippling activity. Hallelujah. Demons four. They compare. Demons five. They enslave. Then we said that four plus five equals what? A combination of compelling forces and enslaving forces is what we call addiction. Alright? Like you hear, okay, enslavement, like somebody commits masturbation. He goes to Jesus, asks for forgiveness. 
but he finds out that the same night again he does it again it means he's in bondage he has been enslaved do you understand it but you see at that point of the enslavement where he stops going to jesus and seeking deliverance that he he, he, he stops being desperate about his being free from that hole and he surrenders to it at that point an addiction has been formed in fact the foundation of that stronghold had been fortified by his passivity hallelujah first of all let because a believer can be demonized that's why we are going through this When you notice that there is a hold in your life, a sin, you confess it, you still find yourself, you fall back to it, and you discover that beyond the resolve in your will to bring about a change to the pattern of your life, you have still found yourself a captive of that infirmity. It is proof that is demonic. Because it has gone beyond your will. Even though you are making a choice against it. Because, you know, the devil is not... He doesn't play the game according to the rules. God will never force you to do anything. God will only suggest to you and allow you to make the decision. But the devil, in binding you, brings you to a point where even your own decision cannot decide your freedom. In such a situation, we say... There has been enslavement. Do you get it? Are you still with me? Yes, enslavement is the order of the day. And because of enslavement, even though the person decides to stop smoking, he cannot stop smoking because what is operational in his life is beyond the position of his will. His will was not consulted. Although that's illegal, because the rule of the spirit is that you should be responsible to decide what you want. But the devil doesn't play according to the rules. So even people that decide, I want to be free. I want, they cannot be free because of the enslavement of darkness. And so at that point in time where the person accepts that reality that is demonic as a natural part of life, at that point, the person has actually laid the foundation for an addiction. Now at that point, that it had become an addiction, even his own son that he gives birth to, we have the same problem in his own generation. Because he's agreeing with it, has made the, he has actually given permission to the devil to transmit it to another generation. Can you see that? Except something drastic happens. Maybe the mother of that child is a spiritual person, understands the pattern, and then becomes a priest. To begin to create incense and then bring another presence that will cut that generation from this generation except that happens and i assure you most people parents are not even spiritual enough to understand the kind of flow the kind of pattern that is coming in and what to do sometimes you may not be able to save the two generations sometimes you just need to use your sword to break the line so that at least Hallelujah. 
if you are still in this congregation say lord jesus, jesus. give me the understanding that will limit the activity of demons in my family are you still here now so you must the battle has already been taken into the spirit realm and because of that we have decided to go there to understand how the realm operates so that we can put an end to the activity of the devil because if we operate on this shallow spiritual level this shallow christian level that is the order of the day now we are only giving the devil the advantage to gain memory and influence over us and over our children the society and nation bears the image of a stallion a wild horse that has no direction so our corporate persona is actually a reflection of intense demonic activity because while you were sleeping the guys in the north they are master enchanters that know how to change things from the realm of the spirit the battle they see in nigeria the things that fight for the soul of the nation there are many so it's time for us to upgrade in the name of jesus christ are you still with me now so we saw that the compelling demonic force and an enslaving demonic force is what gives birth to addiction at the time addiction is furnished then that infirmity is transferable from generation to generation are you with me we saw that six demons defile amen they do what When you come into a service and you are trying to worship God and your spirit is trying to make contact with, they know that as long as you are operating in the flesh, as long as you are operating from the resources of your natural endowment, you are not too strong. And they understand that there is a part of you that can actually leap and make contact and form an alliance with heaven. Most of the time, Demons try to show you a portrait of the fact that you are not qualified when you are trying to make contact. Do you understand? You are trying to make contact. You are in the presence of God. Maybe you did something wrong and all of that. You went to Jesus. for con You confessed. And suddenly you come into church and you want to make contact with heaven. And they know that upon that contact, a possibility of a change of the configuration exists. And so because of that, as you are trying to establish the contact, they cast upon you a sense of defilement, and suddenly they puncture your self-esteem, and you do not feel qualified to stand before God. If it has ever happened to you, let me see your hand up. That is an activity of demons. I'm showing you now because demons operate around us too, so that our eyes can be open, so that you can know what to do whenever you experience these symptoms are you still with me now amen i don't know about you but there was a time in my life my prayer life was cut off i, I struggled the tongues were dry i thought i was sweating 
And it continued like that for some time. Then I realized it was a demon. So I turned to it and addressed it. And I began to fly again. Hallelujah. First of all, they want to make sure that you don't make a decision about Christ. And secondly, they want to make sure that you do not serve him effectively. So they try to bring circumstances, bring situations, and you must be aware of their schemes so that you can know how to take your journey. Now, if you are going to fight a spiritual battle, one of the luxuries you cannot enjoy is ignorance. No, 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 no. True spiritual strength is not a function of, of biceps. It's a function of insight. It's a function of revelation. It's a function. That's how spiritual strength actually comes. Insight, information, knowledge, revelation. That's, it. That's actually the proof of spiritual strength. And if you are going to go to the realm where you can access revelation, you will have to put yourself on a particular spiritual diet. There must be a kind of lifestyle you have to sustain. When you decide that you want to gain mastery in spiritual things, you will find out that if the devil cannot stop you, he will make you have weight. A weight. <laughs> now, think of somebody that is running and then he's carrying a sack of yam. That's how some people here feel in their spiritual life. They come for 100 meters dash and there's a sack of yam. A weight. When you discover that your spiritual life is not moving the way it is supposed to move, it's because a demon has put a weight. First of all, check your life. How many hours do you give to video, to films? Because most of the weights these days are in the area of entertainment. Weights. Weights. You have given the quality time to meddling. And then by 12 o'clock, you say, Zalata Malalaba. And you are gone. You are not sick. But you see, there's something in your life called a weight. The day you say you want to rebel against that, your lifestyle, you will find out how many times something will be telling you, watch the film. Watch the film. Demons are intelligent beings. They understand the way you think. They know you're lost. And they try to tempt you along the lines of your lust. That this one like TV. This one like TV. And the truth of the matter is this. In order for you to make progress in the things of God, those things you like, those things that have formed your lust, those are the very things God will ask for. That you starve that thing. Starve it. When you starve it sufficiently, the demon that draws you to take advantage of that appetite will lose his ministry around your life. Now, there is something you need to do. First of all, that's why we are bringing this knowledge so that you understand that, hey, so these things that have been happening to me, these suggestions I've been receiving are demonic. I'm not saying you are possessed. It happens to all of us. Do you understand what I'm talking about? But we are not led by demons. We are not even led by the flesh. We are led by what? That's what makes us different. Demons can talk from today to tomorrow. 
But if it's not consistent with the voice of God, he can keep talking. If we become tired of hearing it, we can bind it and cast it out. If we are not tired, we can allow it to talk. But we only move when the Holy Spirit gives us the signal. Do you understand what I'm talking about? So demons have this ability to defy. Make you not to feel okay. You feel, I'm not good enough. Um, that's why the Bible calls him the accuser of the brethren. Trying to make you feel guilty. Because they understand that if they, if they can puncture your, your conscience, your armor has a hole. Amen? <laughs> you can't fight with an armor that has what? A hole. And if the demons can puncture your conscience, you will fall in the day of battle. Are you still with me now? That's why the Bible says that the blood should be sprinkled on an evil conscience so that that hold of defilement of demons suggesting that you are not qualified to stand before God will be blotted out. That, that voice will be quenched by the blood sprinkled on your conscience because God is concerned about the state of your conscience because it is actually a reflection of whether your armor is sufficient to protect you in the face of war. I tell you, it doesn't matter how many demons gather themselves from the four winds of the earth. If your conscience is not punctured, you will stand there and you will cut them down. But you see, if you came to battle with a broken conscience, don't fight. Take your phone and dial. Call Joshua. I'm half dead. Don't fight if your conscience is punctured. Don't fight. But if you are whole inside, don't run. Have you discovered, have you ever had this experience before? Um, you, you were, maybe you had a dream and then you woke up afraid. You woke up afraid. Now let me tell you something. That dream, it was not God that gave you. That dream, it was the devil that gave you. Because when God speaks, he speaks peace. So that fear you had, revealed that that dream was an attack on your conscience. As you woke up out of it, and you were afraid, and you began to pray, do you know that it's the mercy of God that is keeping you that time that you were afraid? Because when your conscience is punctured and you feel defiled, and when you are afraid, those are the two symptoms of your highest state of vulnerability in the spirit realm. Two symptoms. Now, see, the Bible says the devil goes around shooting fiery darts. Fiery darts. So when he shoots a fiery dart, a fiery dart creates a crucible of, of fear around your life. He knows if you fight that way, you'll be struck down. Instead of you to fight, the moment you wake up from that dream and you were afraid, uh, just the, sprinkle the blood on your heart. Don't, don't fight. Sprinkle. Just be sprinkling it. And then your faith will start coming back. Just be sprinkling. Just be sprinkling. Just be the moment you become whole, judge that spirit that brought that dream. 
But if you don't understand the way demons operate and what you are expected to do, you don't even know how to channel your authority. You will live in defeat most of the time. Ignorance is not one of the luxuries you can enjoy if you are embarking on a spiritual mission. And now it is time God calls us to take the battle into the spirit realm. If you are still with me, say amen. amen. Number seven, demons deceive. And the messengers of darkness too are his tools of deception. If you find somebody that consults Azor spirit, what they call that, those places that they go to consult in TV? Huh? Show. Who is an Igede man here? I need an Igede man to help me. In Igede, eh? <laughs> you see, you, you want to behave like a white man. You are an Igede man. <laughs> Hallelujah. Something happens and they say they want to consult. My friend's sister, I came down at the airport. He came and picked me up and started telling me that his elder sister is paralyzed. I said, okay, let's go there. Then when we came there, ah, the thing was bad. So in fact, when, 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 when I saw her, fear came upon me. What do you do? Plead the blood on your conscience. <laughs> you, you are not with me. These are, they are secrets of spiritual oppression. When I saw her fear, and then when that fear comes, you begin to think, think the devil's thoughts of death and the likely possibilities that you'll find out and the destiny that the devil has already ordained for her hey plead the blood and then you close that window when you become whole then you can start ministering close that channel so that you can open another pipe then i began to pray in tongues when the channel was closed because if the channel is open don't claim you have a revelation because the revelation you claim you have came from the devil you are not yet advance in the school of the prophets when <laughs> oh let me stop let me stop let we'll digress if we go into that we'll digress so i had to close that channel by pleading the blood upon my heart and when i've secured wholeness in christ jesus i began to pray in tongues i began to pray in tongues and god said i should touch the left leg as i touched the left leg my eyes opened i saw a vision i saw her walking but she was using a walking stick I said, uh-uh, you are not going to die. She said, amen. I asked, whether you don't believe it or not, it's not on this. I saw God spoke, and he said, you will not die, you will walk again. And I began to pray, and God showed me something on her head, a whitish substance that held her head. I said, Yo, you have a weight on your head. She said, this weight has been here for one month. Then I prayed, we left. When we left, pause started coming from our ears. The pause that was coming from our ears was not, it was an answer to a prayer. That was the weight that was diffusing out. But when we left, we left and came here for the program. While we were here, they took her to the village. So her and her young, me and her younger brother came. And we're here enjoying God. They had, because if that her younger brother that is a pastor is there, they can't take her to the village. So they waited. They say, Oh, you are traveling. I say, 
go well, oh. reach well. Immediately the they bond her. You know what happened? When they reached Angpa, they sent three messengers to three different shrines to bring the cancer. The shrines, three shrines brought three different cancer. Now, you see, <laughs> oh, the devil is a master deceiver. Just in case you are still here and you consult, what do you call it? Ishio. Say, let's consult. We have to consult. What is happening? We have to consult. Where is it coming from? If it were, if it were true, the, all the three shrines should have brought the same thing. If he prophesies in Kano on about a subject, and I'm in Lagos, it's the same thing I get to show us, to show you that it God is one. But when you consult this shrine, he said this. Consult that one, he said that. And they were not deliberating which one was superior. And everyone was, the people they sent, were, they were not trying to bring the credentials of the sorcerers that they consulted. That this was the man that prayed for this politician that he went to. So they were there. When the news reached us that they have carried her to the village, we prayed together and he escaped there. He told them that they have tried, they have tried. But he has come to carry her. They start, they say it's an abomination that that man they consulted his patience. You can't, <laughs> overnight till daybreak, he took the lady out. That means, since I prayed, there have not been treatment either demonic treatment or medical one. I am happy to announce to you, she survived. But you see, anytime you want to carry out a spiritual thing, the devil wants to deceive you. Just plead the blood. Plead it. So that you can connect with the spirit. He's a master deceiver. And just in case you are consulting him, he has been deceiving you. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. Amen. Came to Abuja and they told me that there's a pastor that said God spoke and said, he should not pray in the name of Jesus again. Brought another name. So I said, okay, bring the pastor. We were doing, holding a meeting and then they brought the pastor the next day. I said, you are going to sleep with me in my hotel room this night. Let's... <laughs> Let's... We'll sleep this night. Before daybreak, he was delivered from that spirit of error that he was operating with. The spirit of error can drop on one man and affect a generation. Just one spirit of error on a man that is cultivated. Because deception flows on the tangent of human thought. It's easier for you to accept deception than for you to accept truth. Because when God speaks truth, he doesn't, it, truth is not configured with your flesh, with humanity. He speaks God. Do you understand it? Truth actually will bring judgment on your confidence. 
It's not truth. It's not except you have righteousness in your inward parts. You will not want to embrace truth. But a diviner speaks suit sayings. Suit, it suits you. It's on the tangent of your thoughts. It is in it gives credence to the circumstances in your environment. It is so accurate. Your history is in it. Your circumstances are factored into it. It looks like your height, it looks like your length and breadth. It has those dimensions, but it doesn't peep into the agenda of God that is yet hidden from your vision. And so dramatically talk about the past and the present. Most times when they attempt talking about the future, it's wrong. So he has known now, so he has, he has stayed where he... Uh-huh. They can't peep into the secrets of God because it's divination. Divination gives light into the present and the past. It never secures the perspective of the secrets. Don't worry. I believe as we move into this conference, I did not bring my friend for a joke. We had 100% deliverance success in Canon. 100%. There was no deliverance case that we did not see delivered. And all kinds of things that you will not believe. That's why I called him. He is a prophet. Hallelujah. If the Lord permits and he begins to operate so strong in that office, you will see the difference between divination, soothsaying, and prophecy. Because prophecy can go into the mysteries of God into the purposes of God that are not yet revealed and bring the mind of God. Put it on display so that your heart is strengthened by that wisdom of God and you will be able to make sure that you keep yourself within the context of his frame. Are you with me? And so in this day, we have so many, the spirit of, of deception has spread itself across the church. It's a demonic activity that we need to be fortified against. Should I tell you something? As a man that has sat in the office of a teacher for close to 20 years, let me tell you something. God is the one that decides to reveal something when he wants to reveal it. Anytime I'm studying the scripture and I come to a place that is locked, I leave it. If you press on it with your mind, that's how you pick up a spirit of error. No, I leave it. Sometimes I'll be studying my Bible, I will come out of my study room and begin to crack jokes. What I'm doing is, the scripture has locked, is locked. There's nothing I can do to open it except God wants to open it. There are some things that God will keep close throughout our generation. And there's nothing you can do about it. When he, the, the Bible calls him the revealer of truth. He reveals it when he wants to reveal it. If you are going to be an accurate teacher and a genuine prophet, you must know how to give God the glory for he is the revealer of truth. What did Daniel and his friends, after they got that revelation about the king's dream, they gave glory to God because the power to reveal all secrets is in his hand. They were pressing and begging, pleading the mercies of God. Because they knew that God could decide that he would not reveal it. I don't press. 
If it's locked, I sit down. So, and sometimes, the thing that was locked for three days, I might not even be studying. I might be lying on the bed. It will begin to open by itself. Just for God to show you that. See, it's not, see, it's not you. If you want to be a custodian of truth and to carry the word of God with accuracy such that people from different nations will seek the counsel of God from your lips, know this thing. Only God can reveal truth. Hallelujah. Many scriptures I studied 10 years ago, struggled with concordance. It didn't open. I left it. Eight years later, I didn't study it. It started opening. Started opening by itself. It was the time that God wanted to open it. And when that time came, He opened it for free. So that all will fear Him and know that He is the revealer of what? Of secrets. Many people have. To, one man went, did 77 days drive fasting and came back with a writing in tongues and said, An angel appeared to him. And the angel wrote in tongues. Now he's looking for interpretation from church to church. There's nothing you tell him that he will believe. His history today. Are you still with me? Before you go for a fast that is more than seven days, you must be accountable to a spiritual father figure that you will tell that you want to go on a fast beyond seven days. You don't just wake up like a tornado and say, all the way to Calvary. <laughs> he went for me. He went for me. All the way to Calvary. He went. <laughs> you may not come back. <laughs> he died. You said. You must be accountable. There were many things we did in error those days, but we have we God God's mercy kept us. <laughs> we did many things. We did things. We did things. We entered a God is merciful, but today He has He has given us knowledge. If we do that thing again, we'll be you will pay for it. I found out that the spirit realm is structured accurately because God is, wants his people to be orderly. Because, see, now, watch me. If you have a time that you pray, let's say you pray 6 o'clock every day, you will know God easily. But if you have no order, it will be difficult for you to know God. See, in order for you to have a healthy spiritual life that is growing steadily, the Holy Spirit wants to establish order in your life. When you have order in your life, you can actually take inventory of how much progress you are making per time. But if your prayer life is haphazard and is not given to a specific time, it will not be consistent. Are you saying with me? There is an order for things. There is a lifestyle God will give a man that walks signs and wonders. There's a lifestyle he wants to give a man that will be a prophet. There's a lifestyle that 
teaching and revelation will be established upon so that his people can manifest a certain kind of order so that disciples can understand spiritual things clearly it will be easy in the day where order is established to know who is not a prophet even though he has a title because men have actually modeled the life of a prophet in public view so much that when a fake one stands it will be you can discern it do you understand it god is bringing order into the lives of his people he's bringing order into his church so that it will be very easy to discern deception in all my study of the bible i was looking for one word just one word that will reveal the state of a man that is not under demonic influence whatsoever one word so that we can relate with that word amen the word is rest and also the word that reveals the state of a man that has demonic harassment is restless let me give you my biblical how i arrived at this my one word come with me to matthew chapter 12. let's begin the teaching now all i did was a recap now we want to advance rest whenever you find out that there is any form symptom of restlessness is an indication of the fact that you are not you are under you need intensive care there's a demonic activity around your life and during the course of this conference we are going to tell you how to handle demonic activities around your life that you identify you don't need to call a pastor or a prophet you can handle it when you see those symptoms around your life there are some things you will do you give yourself over to it and you'll see the manifestation if you are still here say amen, amen. in matthew chapter chapter what 12 matthew chapter 12 please turn your bible with me it's a teaching weekend so please be ready to open the bible step by step we'll be going step by step like that hallelujah it's a marathon i want to cover some ground so that you'll be able to identify demonic activity even without the operation of the gift of discernment of spirit in matthew chapter 12 let's 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 begin this journey now matthew 12 verse 43 if you are there say amen when the unclean spirit is gone out of a man he walketh through dry places seeking rest and findeth none i stopped there for this night that's my scripture for tonight now i need you to understand something please um in september that is next month hmm? september there are some things i'm going to teach you about how the spirit realm functions so that you can know when to stand when to sit when to walk away and when to run we'll do that in september but you see 
one of the things I must show you now before September is that in the spirit realm, in God's, in the realm of the divine supernatural, there is rest. Every being in God's order rests. Are you with me? Every being in the devil's order does not rest, is restless. Not that those beings do not seek rest, but they don't find it. And one of the reasons why demons must secure their base just in case a demon possesses somebody and you cast the demon out, you are tormenting that demon. Because if the demon doesn't get any thing to possess, it is under great torment. Do you understand what I'm talking about? And so the Bible says that the unclean spirit seeks rest. It means in a state of not possessing anything, it is restless. And it is like a torment to it. And in order for him to end his suffering, he needs to seek a place to possess so he can find some level of stability. If you are a chemist, you know that electrons, you know, in several orbitals, where they are missing electrons in the, in the shell, you need some... In order to create a balanced state, Hey, they are not understanding me again. That's how it is. The thing is unstable. The demon is unstable without a place to inhabit. You get it? If you cast it out of that is dwelling, it goes around seeking in dry places, seeking what? Rest. And it finds none. So it's only demonic spirits that don't rest. Divine spirits rest. I know you will not believe that until we proceed in the Bible study. Exodus chapter 31. There's a scripture that I need to show you because if I say it with my mouth, you will say it's wrong. Exodus chapter 31. Turn your Bible quickly. Exodus 31. Exodus 31. If you are still here, say amen. amen. Exodus chapter 31, verse 17. Are you there? Verse 17. It is a sign between me and the children of Israel forever. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, and on the seventh day he rested and was what? I know you will not want to add that word refresh if it's you that wrote this one. I know you, you will not want to add that. That, ah. Does it mean that God, when he was creating, he was depleted? That is not the context. You, you think as a man. 
the way of divine spirits is that the rest and the proof of rest is refreshing so when god finished creation he rested and did not only rest he was refreshed if i didn't show you this scripture and i say that even god was refreshed when he rested, you would have said no whereas unclean spirits when they are casted out they don't find rest when god finished creating he what he rested and was what refreshed now when you become god's relative because you give your life to christ and the holy spirit begins to tabernacle in you there is a possibility of rest in that spiritual sphere turn your bible turn your bible let's go let's go isaiah chapter 28 because now that we have god's re relative and god rested and was refreshed now there must be a technology of rest in god that by revelation we can access that is available to us today do you understand what i'm talking about oh my god are you still with me okay in isaiah chapter 28 let me show you a few scriptures here. Isaiah 28, I will soon rest my case. Hallelujah. In the book of Isaiah chapter 17, 28, sorry, 28 verse 11. Isaiah 28 verse 11. For with stammering lips and another tongue will I speak to these people. To whom he said, this is the rest wherewith ye may cause the weary to rest. And this is the refreshing. Is that the same word? Because he rested and was what? Now the prophet is giving us insight into the technology of rest in the spirit. He's giving us insight into the technology of refreshing in the spirit. And that's why I said one of the things about the spirit realm. One of the things that is available to us in the spirit realm is what? Is rest. Now, 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 now. If you don't understand the technology of rest, you will not be able to achieve much in the natural with, through your spiritual life. Notice that God rested after he, he manufactured things. Oh my God. If you don't understand the technology of rest you will not be able to manufacture your spiritual life will not be able to produce things so with the stammering on the lips and with the new tongue will i speak unto the these people this is the rest and this is the refreshing hallelujah he said with the stammering of the lips and with a new tongue Will I speak unto these people? This is the rest and the refreshing. This is the rest and the refreshing. He was talking about tongues. With the stammering of the lips. And with a new tongue will I speak. But I need to show you how you can derive rest from speaking in tongues. If you don't know how to derive rest from speaking in tongues, it means you are prone to you are likely to be restless. 
it is possible that demons can make you restless if you don't know how to rest with the stammering of the lips. Are you still with me? Now, do you realize that people that don't pray mostly have demonic activity around them? But I want to show you how to find rest and be refreshed. Do you get it now? Because the proof that you have rested is not just rest itself, but refreshing. Somebody came to me and said he sleeps, but he doesn't rest. You know, that situation is demonic. It's a health condition that, have, that has demonic causes. Hallelujah. Tomorrow we'll look at the areas that demons operate in, the, in a man. Areas. We'll look at it. We'll break it down. So that when people come for counseling and you say, this is my condition. Ah, once it negates the principle of rest. Now, how do you draw rest and refreshing from speak by speaking in tongues? As a roundup, I found that one in First Corinthians chapter fourteen. In First Corinthians chapter fourteen. There is a technology in scripture by which we can draw rest and find refreshing by exercising our spirit in tongues. If you are here and you are not baptized with the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues, let me see your hand up. You are not baptized with... No, don't be ashamed. Lift it high. Okay. All right. This is your night in the name of Jesus Christ. 1 Corinthians 14. Are you there? We'll just look at a few verses. I don't have time. Amen. In 14 verse 6, the Bible says, Now, brethren, if I come unto you speaking with tongues, what shall I profit you Except I speak to you either by revelation or by knowledge or by prophesying or by doctrine. I need to explain this scripture. If I come to you speaking in tongues, meanwhile, you must understand that in the same First Corinthians 14, Paul said, he that speaketh in an unknown tongue edified himself. Alright? So, as I speak in tongues, I'm building up my spiritual operation, spiritual effectiveness. I'm promoting the operation of the Spirit of Christ within me. I am generating a technology that will build a stronger consciousness of God's activity on my inside. I am taking a spiritual journey to a vantage spiritual height where can, I can access the tools for my spiritual expedition. I am being rejuvenated and I'm exchanging my weakness for God's strength. I'm being revived and I am inclining towards the resource base of my greatest potential. These are the things that speaking in tongues does to me as an individual. But Paul brings another dimension. He says, 
if I come and I'm speaking in tongues, beyond the tongues, there is an additional benefit that is there to be drawn. Why? Because when you speak in tongues, your understanding is unfruitful, but you are speaking to God. See? Are you here? When you are praying in tongues, your understanding is unfruitful, but you are praying well. But your mind is not in the business of what you are doing. It's a heart-to-heart -heart connection. The deep calling to the deep of God. It's a technology and a gangway that is placed by the Holy Spirit that connects heaven and connects God. And bypasses your mind. Hallelujah. But it happens to be that if you are going to create an effect in the natural, here, your mind must be consulted. You need to win in your soul before you win on the ground. Oh, you are not here. That's the order. You can generate enough spiritual power by spraying in tongues. And you may not be able to take advantage of the spiritual power that you have generated until your mind, your understanding is enlightened. You are not with me. So what God does when you speak in tongues and keep speaking in tongues, a time comes even in that your prayer that the understanding of your tongues begin to come. Now that was, okay. Oh, how I, okay, come, come. Can we come back to the Bible? I'm running for time. That's why I can't do this job. I'm pressed for time. Okay, come with me. Come with me. Let's try. And even things without life giving sound, whether pipe or harp, except that give a distinction in the sounds, how shall it be known what is piped? I understand that when you speak in tongues, you are edified. You are built up. You mount up with wings. Go to spiritual dimensions. Take advantage of spiritual resources. Hallelujah. You switch from the natural. You come into the supernatural. You leave your least potential. You attain to your greatest potential. But he's saying that if by any means what you are uttering is just tongues and your mind does not understand what you are saying, it's just like He said, how can people understand what is being piped? That is in music now. Okay? It means there's something missing. If all you do is speak in tongues. You have not found the rest that tongues brings. Oh, day. Is that all you do? Laba, 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 laba. All that you do did not affect your mind. It was from your heart directly to God's heart. But if you are going to affect here, this one will be consulted. Do you get it? But not consulted in the flesh. It will be empowered. The anointing will rest upon it. God will take your thoughts into his thoughts. And then the interpretation of tongues will come to you. It is in that interpretation that your anxiety, your worry, your confusion will be dispelled 
and you find rest. Have you ever gone to God to pray? Maybe somebody threatened you and said, you will see. And then, based on fear, you staggered into your prayer room and began to pray. Laba, laba, laba. I hope you know the laba, laba will not comfort you. The anxiety will still be there. The fear will still be there until the tongue is interpreted and God fires back an interpretation that your mind can comprehend. And then God now says, who can fight against God and prosper? When the interpretation comes, boom, it gives you rest. He said, this is the rest and this is the refreshing. When the interpretation of that which you have been uttering comes to you, it settles your present condition. Are you still with me? I was in the place of prayer after my youth service. We have not finished the reading. I'll do that. Let me just, oh, no time. I was, I was praying. And my, this was my question. Lord, I'm done with youth service now. What next? What will you want me to do? All kinds of prayer. And then, understanding, my mind was illuminated. Because you can start speaking in tongues and praying to God. And then the gift of tongues and interpretation begins to operate in your life. But you don't know. A time comes when your tongues become inspired. That time when you are not the one that coordinates it. It just flows out. At that point, God is speaking. Oh, you don't get me. You don't understand. God is speaking. Most times, you guys speak in tongues. And then God begins to speak through you. Either speaking through you to you. Or speaking through you to address something. And he begins to speak. And most of us do not know when there is a shift. So we cannot draw the rest that was in that utterance. You understand what I'm talking about? God gave me illumination in my mind concerning the utterances that were coming forth. And the direction that came was that I had to go back to the city where I served in the city of Kano. I'd finished the 12 months national youth service assignment but god was saying you were true with the nation but you were not true with me so go back to where nothing changed your location have not changed as far as my agenda is concerned go back and do the things that you were doing hallelujah please help me tell the coppers that came you might finish with the nation tell them they are the back look 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 back tell them you might finish with the nation Maybe you have not finished with God. And you take your bag and go back to Lagos. And you find out that you'll be dislocated. The ravens will be taking the bread, the meat, to a different location. The Lord give you understanding. So I was about to be dislocated. And when illumination came, I discovered that the journey leads back nothing has changed location has not changed according to the agenda so go back to the to the location and do the old things that you have been doing just in case you pray now and say do something new he will say i'm not doing anything new go back to old location and be doing the old things hey, you know we like this new god new level next now it's not god doesn't do new things too often 
Hey, Tony, God doesn't do new things too often. No, he, he, he continues in that sequence. Opens new windows, new doors, but it's the same thing on maybe another level. It adds another texture to it. Brings another color to it. But the same old stuff, man. Go back and... In fact, I banish that song from here. Do something new is banished. From, don't look for another one. Uh, next level impact. New down. No. Go back. Remember from where you are falling. Many people took off from the place where God was walking. Looking for new things that went into the wilderness. <laughs> and God said I should go back and I went back. And God said, when you are through with my assignment, according to my agenda, I will give you a job. I said, I'm not looking for a job. I want to know the ministry to serve with. I know I'm called. He didn't answer me. That one was in the flesh, so he didn't answer. Not all of your prayers, God will answer. Most of them were carved out of fear, motivated by lust and all of that. He might, he will ignore it. <laughs> Tell your friend, silence is a big answer. It means it's in the flesh. The prayer point was not configured at you. So there was no need to respond. He said, when you are done with my assignment, I'll give you a job. So sit down and do my job and don't ask for something new. After eight months of working in the valley of obedience, I became discouraged. He didn't tell me how long I would stay. He just told me what I'll be doing and where I'll be doing it. Because God doesn't give you too much details. The reason why it is like that is because the journey must be a journey of faith. Ode, you want to know everything, how God will do it. It won't be Christianity again. It will become Islam or sorcery. Here, there's little light. So that God can test the integrity of your heart. Whether it is him you want to serve, whether it's his own timetable you want to work with, or your own biological timetable, your own supposed timetable, your own abridged timetable. He gives you every opportunity to decide to rebel. So that if you give him the opportunities to rebel, you decide to stay put in his agenda, he will make you a prince and give you ranking and give you a place in the corridors of the courts of God so that you can stand among the mortals. Hallelujah. In the eighth month of my sojourning in obedience, because my family members said I was mad. Because there was riot in Kano that time. My father just died and people, fear of death was everywhere. And the young man said, my journey leads me into the belly of riot. I say, please, it's very good to rebel against the name of the family if you are sure God is leading you. Rebel. When they understand, 12 years later, they will come back, accept them. My own, they have understood. It took 14 years. Hallelujah. In the eight months in despair, God sent his servant to me and he began to prophesy. And he told me the same thing that God told me when he illuminated my mind. Do you understand? Some of the prophecies that we receive, personal prophecies through other people, is actually the interpretation of your tongues that you have spoken before. You, do, you don't know. God wants to give you rest. Because anytime anxiety and worry comes, you are no longer stable. You become restless like demons. 
and God looks for a place, a way. And that's why God said in the book of 1 Corinthians 14 that every believer has the ability to what? To prophesy. Why did God make the gift of prophecy the portion of every believer in the body of Christ? Why? Because he wants to combat restlessness. Because restlessness is a proof of the demonic and so he makes every believer have the ability to speak inspired words from the Holy Spirit in simple plain language so that your understanding can receive it and so that your spirit can find rest. And after six days, the Bible says God rested and was refreshed. On this note, I'm going to rest my case. Are you still with me? Now, the journey is a long journey. By the time we begin to talk about the demonic oppressions in families, we'll draw a diagram here, a chart. There's something we call cycles. It comes in 45 years, every 45 years. Please, before you come here tomorrow evening, if you need to call your ancestors, call, call them so that they can give you information. A cycle is something that comes in a, in a given number of years. Are you still with me? A given number of years, that trend comes back. Our own in my family was 21 years. It's either that, now, when everybody reaches the age of 21, something happens to him. Something terrible happens to him or her. That's a cycle. Or it can be that maybe every five, five years, something terrible happens. You must understand that pattern because we are going to attack some things from their foundations. Then you must understand a pattern. You must understand that demonic people keep time. Only Christians don't. Sorcerers keep time. In 1999, they waited 120 years for the accurate alignment of sun, moon, and star, which will indicate that the possibility to draw the greatest power of the deep is available. 50,000 satanic intercessors flew from Asia to Egypt because they believed that Egypt was the headquarters of Satan's kingdom so that they could draw the power of the deep from the river Nile and enthrone Satan to rule this world. Satan is the keep time. Only Christians don't. Let me stop. I said we will sing. Let's rise. Help me. Where is... Amen. God has instructed that we should be releasing help over those of the revelations of the word of God in this season. Over those. When a babe comes, we should preach tell over those so that people can grow fast. You are the prophet of your life. God will use you to monitor things around your family. Don't be a blind watchman. Let's take life into the realm of the supernatural and function from that point. The signs shall follow them that believe.
we are going to investigate every family we'll trace the line of the plunder of darkness how many people that were taken illegally what is the age limit that the devil has placed when people get to 54 then suddenly hypertension comes do you those things patterns those things that are flowed from one generation to another so much so that your family is identified by that stigma who lay it to rest this weekend if there is anything that is covering your head god will remove it i see the lord i see the lord exalted high above the worship of the people of the <laughs> I see the Lord. I see the Lord. For my eyes have seen the King. It's the Lamb of God. Oh, 
see the king. It is only when we see the true light that everything is revealed for what it really is. Few minutes, oh God. 
bless our lives in Jesus' name. Amen. You may.